Hello and welcome to Media MD, the podcast where each week we prescribe each other a piece of media that we have somehow missed. I'm Ruben Morehouse. And I'm Elliot Diebold. And this week, Elliot, we are chasing up on our recommendation that I gave to you two weeks ago, which was One Punch Man. Yeah. God, see, I've been... I've been rewatching One Punch Man over the past two weeks, and I'm very curious <laughs> what <laughs> what you're going to think about it. Because, well, I'll let you talk about it first, I guess, and then I'll jump in with my comments. Well, I guess yeah. So, so I think you sort of mentioned this um, when you recommended it to me two weeks ago. Um, I mean, yeah, the plot isn't super important. Um, it it just kind of jumps from conflict to conflict um just starting a new conflict whenever the old one's over but yeah essentially the premise is this bald guy called saitama is living in a world full of like superheroes and supervillains and and monsters and stuff and Mm. he's far and away the most powerful person in it but nobody really recognizes him for that and so he just sort of is going around trying to find someone powerful enough to fight him or just he or oftentimes just trying to go through his day-to-day life and being attacked by people who are underestimating him <laughs> that does happen a lot <laughs> uh and and you know he sort of he ends up taking on this other really really powerful hero as an apprentice um accidentally um yep. and yeah, uh, and and that guy's a, a, a cyborg who is is a whole thing in and of himself. <laughs> anyway, um, but I guess in terms of I, I don't know what the manga's doing or anything, but the anime sort of culminates in this big alien invasion um, because there was a prophecy saying that this like unbeatable alien um, would find someone who was a match for him, and turns out that. That's not really true because Saitama beats him pretty easily. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's the whole conceit of the show. And the thing yeah. I like about the finale is they spend... I mean, the whole joke of the show is that they build up a, a villain over an episode and then Saitama one-punches them. And they yeah. spend so long. They spend like three episodes building up this final baddie for the entire season. And so you're thinking, is this going to be the one? Like, yeah. it's very successful in making you question, like oh, shit, is this finally going to be the one where Saitama can't just beat them in one punch? <laughs> yeah, and I, I guess to be fair, actually, I, he didn't quite beat this dude in one punch. It took two or three. Mm. Um, but, yeah, it was still pretty clear. And, I mean, it was funny as well because the villain's whole gimmick, really, was that he was so powerful he'd gotten bored of fighting and was looking for someone who was as powerful as him and because that's so similar to Saitama's mm. thing mm. as well. So there was, like, so much in common, and then they fight, and then, like, the villain's sort of, you know, his dying words are sort of, you know, oh, you're so much more powerful than me, and it's funny, because that's probably the most hurtful thing he could have He could have said, said. <laughs> Yeah. Um, um, yeah, so, I mean, that's the only, like, there are a small handful of episodes that have arcs longer than one episode so the finale is like a three episode arc or something right yeah i mean i i don't even know because it kind of felt to me like some it wasn't like episodes where maybe maybe i just watched them all too close together but i Mm. often felt like conflicts would start two-thirds of the way through an episode and carry over a little bit like it kind of just felt like they were adapting the manga and giving each scene as long as the scene needed and they weren't really worrying about overall episode about when it's time to cut off for an episode yeah yeah um 
so you know like i guess because i i kind of watched it all very close together so that didn't really bother me but i did kind of find myself just the credits would come up and i'd be like oh that's that's the end i felt like that whole thing only <laughs> just started well, yeah well they are short episodes as well yeah, they so are. it's 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 kind of a strange mix um yeah and the thing to think to remember about the show is that it's very like i would describe it as a sitcom i know i kind of touched on this in the prescription part of 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 our one punch man discussions but mm. there is some slight character growth throughout it but i would mostly refer to it as a sitcom in the sense that you can kind of just watch the episodes and you don't really have to care about watching them in order for most of them or even really any of that stuff yeah like i i'd agree with that um so for instance i because i could kind of tell from the start and this may have been really influenced by what you said but you can sort of tell that saitama's thing at the start is just he's the most powerful and he's always going to be that way and you can kind of see that it's always just going to keep hitting that same (laughs) point whereas i assumed um genos's arc like he was going to have this sort of more of an arc but in the end it felt like he was sort of constantly doing the same thing over and over again and um I mean, because, you know, it it was funny because he, he's meant to be sort of really powerful and everything, but, like, I thinking back on it now, I don't know if there's a single fight in the show that he won. Genos actually wins, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, he he um, does one cool thing, which is uh, he he wins the fight with the, with the, like, animals from the House of Evolution. He wins a oh, couple yeah. of minor, very minor fights, but, yeah, he... Because the thing is, you only really see the biggest fights... Um, yeah yeah even though genos is like probably like the 15th or so strongest hero in the universe Mm. um you don't really see him win any fights um but i did i did really enjoy i mean so going back you talked a lot about how this is all sort of like satirizing um anime and and sort of superhero stuff and Mm. and the one of the funniest parts of that to me was this obsessive hero ranking system they had in the universe and like (laughs) how obsessed everyone is is like oh he's s class rank nine yeah. and i'm s class rank 10 you know so and and everyone was just like carrying on and and taking it so seriously and like um, the most famous hero is like a rank one and he's he's like a supermodel and they all have their fan clubs it's very like yeah there's there's a lot of literal hero worship in this which is just yeah. great <laughs> because saitama is so unknown and so so like like through a couple of episodes he's actively hated by the public um yeah (laughs) and because i mean that's often part of the message of his character like there's a bit of that whole in a lot of ways he's the most heroic because like and i mean worm touched on this a bit as well but like the biggest most famous heroes tended to end up being the ones who are more obsessed with how Mm. how the public perceive them than actually being a hero Mm. um and in a lot of ways, like Saitama, like, you know, there were times when he would, like, sort of cop things for the for the other heroes and stuff. Like, he um, was actually one of the more heroic heroes um, a lot of the time. Well, yeah, sometimes. I was... See, I watched one of the episodes today, um, and <laughs> it strikes me just how incompetent he is. Like, he, he's so hopeless. I, I had kind of forgotten about this before I rewatched it, but for example, there's one episode or two episodes. It's a two episode arc focusing on a villain called the Deep Sea King, who basically systematically destroys every single hero that faces yeah. off against him, including Genos, who gets like burned and and almost killed. Um, and 
Saitama arrives late to this fight because when he's going there, he sees a naked man run past. Who's, it's kind of been set up earlier in the fight, but Saitama sees a naked guy run past and is just like, oh, let me just go investigate that. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. Saitama, you came here to do something. Yeah, <laughs> What the fuck are you doing? He's very casual, like, and it's it's sort of thrown in as one of those like side effects of him just being so much more powerful yeah. than everyone else. He he just he's just very yeah. casual about fights and all that. Yeah, and and so that was you know all part of that is he just like he often just w- accidentally wanders into situations. Like, I mean, that's how he meets Genos. Is mm. Genos is fighting this really powerful mosquito lady mm. and um, losing, and then I think Saitama just walks in carrying his groceries or something. And <laughs> yeah. Ends up and saving his a life. A lot of the scenes of Saitama fighting things are just monsters that Saitama encounters on his way to and from the grocery store. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. what my favorite joke though, and I think it really comes in right at the end, um, was when they were making fun of uh, a lot of the characters unleash like anime moves, like you yeah. know they do that thing where they've got moves that they've named. So yeah, like you know, Genos is constantly running running around doing like uh, jet fueled backwards roundhouse kicks and <laughs> and he yells, you yell out the names of your moves as you're doing them. Yeah, well. yeah, exactly, of and, course. And, He's fighting, so Saitama's so, so fighting this, like, evil um, alien guy who's, like, the big bad. And, you know, this alien's going, like, you know, oh, nuclear um, ultimate missile fission attack or something and, like, shooting all these lasers. <laughs> and Saitama walks up to him and is, like, normal punching. <laughs> Just starts punching the dude. <laughs> like, moderate repeated punch. And he does yeah, a couple and then, of punches. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then that sort of... And then that weakens the dude. And then he goes, like, serious punch and punches him harder. And it was just the best sort of <laughs> response to everyone else constantly yeah. naming all of these insane moves at him. Yeah, it's it's got a funny dynamic because Saitama is the... Strongest character, but he's also the outsider to the hero system. So, like, yeah, in a lot of media, you'll see like there's a character who doesn't know things, and the way that exposition is delivered to us, the audience, is by telling it to this character who doesn't know anything. And in One mm. Punch Man, that character is Saitama because he's so outside of the system. So, a lot of things will just be Genos explaining how the hero ranking system works and how the hero association works to to Saitama because he just has yeah. no idea. Oh, and I mean, yeah, like like halfway through the series, um, Saitama's sort of complaining because he's been defeating all these really powerful monsters for like three years and nobody seems to know who he is. And then Genos is like, well, are you registered with like the hero registry that like helps publicize <laughs> all these people? And Saitama's like, what is that? Yeah, <laughs> what's that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, of course, I, like it, it then turns out that he, it's kind of his fault that that hero organization even exists. Mm. Um. So, yeah, yeah, he's just sort of constantly, yeah, despite being the most powerful, he's just so sort of out of the loop and doing his own thing that he just, yeah, falls behind, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and because of that, it's it's such a, yeah, it's it's like there's two different worlds in One Punch Man. There's the hero world, and then there's just Saitama, who exists so beyond it and outside of it. So he kind yeah. of just strolls through this world not caring about any of the hero trappings that are in this situation. Um, and Although just he does, because like, he, he does kind of alternate because then he, there are episodes where the basis is essentially how obsessed he is with 
the being famous. Like he he does want recognition, and then he starts to <laughs> obsess about his rank, and then at other times he doesn't really care. And so that was a little inconsistent. But yeah, they they just sort of put him on whatever side would make it funnier at the time, which you know kind of worked. So I, yeah, I didn't, it's he it doesn't didn't bother have a, me. He doesn't have a strongly defined character. Oh, well, he does, but it it changes like, and yeah. not in any like growth way, just in a kind of. I don't know, just in a kind of way where you, they didn't really care about giving him consistency in the way his character acts. And, you know, that's I guess that's a criticism, but in a show like this, they care so little about the plot. Well, yeah, I'd actually argue that, like, a lack of consistency was a recurring theme throughout the entire show. <laughs> okay, yeah, um, and, and I guess that and, applies and to... And that was on purpose. Like, I, yeah, exactly. Like, I wouldn't I wouldn't weigh that as criticism. I, I that It was clearly something they set out to do, like... Mm. You know, like, there's just all those things, like, all those little things, like, um, you know, I think there's one scene where there's, like, a giant Godzilla-type thing that's, you know, just sort of talking about how now that Saitama's defeated the Sea King and the Subterranean King, the lizard people can finally take the Earth back away. <laughs> like, and it's just, it's just stupid, and, and especially because the subterranean people were like three moles that Saitama scared off. So it yeah. makes no sense that the lizard guy was waiting for them to be defeated um, <laughs> when he's the size of Godzilla. So they just, they were just clearly having fun with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess we've talked about it for a while, but you haven't actually said whether you liked it or not. Yeah. Um, I, I think I, I did. I don't know. I, I don't think I got super into it. Like I have some of the other things that, that, You've sort of brought me um, mm. other times, but I definitely like. I'll I'll be watching season two whenever it comes out. I don't know if there's a date. If it comes for that out, or I don't even know if they're making it. <laughs> um, well, if they are, I'll I'll watch it. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was good. Um, I guess, yeah, there were, yeah, it's definitely, it's still, I uh, yeah, there were because there were in obviously in doing in satirizing all of the anime tropes. Uh, part of that is doing them. Yeah, it does fall and, into its own traps a bit, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, occasionally. Um, and so I mean, it didn't it didn't grab me as much as some of the other things, but I, I didn't I didn't hate it. I, I I don't know. I'm kind of I liked it, but not loved it. I guess is is sort of what I'd say. Yeah, I I think as a show, it definitely has it. It can be hit or miss. Um, there's yeah. an episode that I had forgotten about until I did my rewatch, which is an episode where a meteor is going to hit the city, one of the yeah. cities. And, like, this is... I, I just found this episode to be so boring. Mainly because... I think the reason is because when you... In the other episodes, you have a villain to play off of. And the villain has their own weird quirks and characteristics. But in this episode, it was yeah. just a meteor that didn't have any, like, personality, obviously. Because it was a meteor. <laughs> um, and so it's resolved... Although it could have in this show. Like, let's be honest. They, yeah, could I have... could totally see an episode being around a sentient meteor that was... It could have been, like, an Ego the Living Planet thing or something. But they didn't <laughs> do that. They just did a, a meteor. And then Saitama punches it and things get destroyed. And then, and then there's some other things. I mean, that that's only the first half of the episode. Um, and then that episode kind of plays into um, the shards of the meteor have destroyed the city. And so we get into this kind of conflict between Saitama and some of the other heroes where they're um, accusing him of having destroyed the city because he didn't do good enough at stopping the meteor. Like he destroyed it, but he split it into fragments, which also did damage. Yeah. Um, and, and so I think the show does have things like it's a, it's, I would definitely not argue that this is a stupid show in a lot of ways, but it definitely has things to say about the the content that it is satirizing. 
um, yeah, in a lot definitely. of in a lot of ways, which I think is what makes it engaging. Is that I I will admit I did get caught. I think there's like it's like in episode three where they've captured an armored gorilla cyborg, <laughs> um, and he's explaining his master's backstory to them and and so he's talking about this genius scientist who and he goes into this whole elaborate backstory and i was actually i actually found myself really interested in that backstory and then yeah it cuts to like saitama being like oh shut up like just tell us the good part and i was like oh god damn it you got me one punch man i was i was actually i was really interested in that scientist background and you've 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 tricked me yeah it's it's interesting to me because there aren't a lot of characters that fit into tropes um, as much as you would think they would. Like, yeah. I, I'd say some of the most tropey characters are maybe that there's a character called Moomin Rider who is quite a weak hero whose power is that he just kind of rides a bike. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't get what I, is that even meant to be a power though? I don't even think it is. It's just like that's just what he does that's his yeah. thing i mean he's a he's a hero called moomin right i mean like there are characters there's there's a group of heroes who are called tank top like tiger or tank top black hole or tank top whatever and they're these heroes who are just guys wearing tank tops essentially so yeah they have a pretty loose definition on what counts as a power um but moomin rider basically just rides a bike um, and so there's this scene, I'm, go- I'm coming back to this episode again, because I think it's one of the best, like, two-arc things, where Moomin Rider faces off against the Deep Sea King, who's fucked up all these really strong heroes, and it plays into this trope of Moomin Rider being a hero who never gives up, and the crowd starts cheering for him, and then he gets, like, fucking flawed in, in an, a single blow. Um, yeah, because that doesn't really matter. Um, yeah. Like, it's one of those, it, that was subverting that anime trope, you know, the the heart of the cards type thing where, you know, everyone's yeah, exactly. like gets on his side and they believe in him and, and it, it doesn't yeah. make a difference. <laughs> it, like that episode he's facing of... off a giant sea monster. It's like, <laughs> it's like that episode of Doctor Who where it's one of the finales where it gets resolved by like him taking energy from people like cheering him on or something. It's yeah. like the, the exact antithesis of that episode. Um, yeah, I know. I, I agree. But um, yeah, you're right. And I, I'd say Genos is, is the other one who probably is a bit tropey like mm, he mm. he is just that he's the classic sort of sidekick anime character yeah um in in my somewhat limited experience of anime <laughs> the classic cyborg sidekick in a superhero anime <laughs> i mean we all know these tropes <laughs> yeah very common yeah and i mean it plays into these tropes but it plays into the tropes for the point of um having Saitama play off of them, essentially, or having the show play off of them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I find it, it's such an interesting show. And uh, hopefully you can appreciate my, uh, my comparison between it and Worm, because I think they have the same... Um, yeah. It's weird. Like, they're so different, well, I, because... I, I think, I think, yeah, sorry, I think exactly what you said in the last one was, this is exactly like Worm, but also nothing like it. <laughs> and it's it's funny because yeah. at the time that sounded like that was that seemed like a stupid comment, mm. but now having seen it, I understand exactly what you meant. Like it's yeah, I, I was thinking about how to word this better. Um, <laughs> Worm is so serious, and One Punch Man is so ridiculous. But they both, at the core of them, have this same. They're very similar concepts. It's the same concept of a world, yeah. Yeah, and they have the same attitude towards, like, unique powers and 
the the political interplay between superheroes in a real world, essentially. I think that's where the comparison comes from, as well as the fact that there's fucking. I, I was when I was rewatching One Punch Man today, I realized there was a scene in it that is exactly like a scene in Worm, which is when um in Worm there's that scene where Taylor is fighting Leviathan and trying to stop Leviathan from attacking the people in the in the shelter, and that exact same scene happens in One Punch Man. <laughs> I didn't even realize they have the same fucking scene play out, which is great. Um, yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird show. I, I after rewatching it, I kind of was like, why did I recommend this? But then I kept watching it, and I enjoyed it. And it's, I don't know, it's so weird. It's such a weird show. It kind of defies recommendation, I think. Yeah, I and I definitely. I mean, you talked about this last time, but um, I, I can't see myself rewatching this at least for a while because, like, like you said, every episode's built around just sort of the build-up of what's going to happen to everyone before Saitama gets there. Yeah, um, basically. Because, because, he's, because he's fucking around. Um, yeah. And, yeah, like, now that I know sort of where it's going, yeah, I, I don't know if I could get back into it um, until it's been a while. I think on my second watch-through, I'm appreciating a lot more just observing the kind of designs and... Of, uh, just the designs, essentially, of the characters and the heroes and, and monsters. It's just fun mm. to watch. Like every single episode has an interesting, uniquely designed monster and they all have the same goal of just fucking shit up, but they <laughs> all are so different. Like they, and they all go about these goals with these completely different moves and completely different, like strengths and weaknesses. Um, it's just fun to watch them. They're just, they're freaky monsters, battling dudes. And it's just fucking fun to watch. <laughs> <laughs> which i guess is i mean it's so not the point of one punch man but on the second on the second watch around it's just fun to engage in kind of the spectacle and let yourself get carried away in what one punch man is trying to satirize and then it kind of twists it at the end so it's like yeah yeah i mean you know the marvel movies have just been built around this the strength of watching it's just fun watching fucking big monsters fight each other yeah anyway what do you think about One Punch Man, Elliot? What would you give it on a scale of one punch to ten punches? I'd give it seven punches. Wow, that's a lot of punches. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with that. I Yeah, it's a weird show, and I probably wouldn't recommend it to most people. <laughs> it's a very niche show. I, I think I, I recommend it to you just because you're as into superhero media as I am, and worm as I am, so it's kinda, it kind of fits. Yeah, definitely. I think yeah, I can I can see the link between Worm and then watching this afterwards, mm. just because it does so many of the same things but in such a different way. Mm. Yeah, seven out of ten. So that's what we thought of One Punch Man. If you want to let us know what you thought of One Punch Man, you can head on over to our subreddit, which is reddit.com/r/mediamd, um, and we'll put up our discussion thread there, or you can check out the link in the show notes. And otherwise, we'll catch you next week. Elliot, I'm just now realizing we haven't planned what we're going to be doing next week. Or we have, and it's a surprise. I have a plan. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'm glad you're on top of it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we'll check back in next week, guys, to discuss... Uh, The 2009 movie called Push. Ooh, okay. 
So, check back in next week when we'll be discussing Push.